Sideline Chatter. I'm Carolyn O'Rourke and I'm here with Gummy Jordan. How's it going? Dylan Shiel. What's up? And Will Owens. Hey. And today we're talking about March Madness and some NFL free agency moves and we're also welcoming Nathan Fink. Welcome to the pod. Welcome. Thank you. Who is a UVA baseball commit and a three-time national champion and he currently plays for the number one travel team in the country. Um, first off we're just going to start with what was the recruiting process like and how many schools were interested in you? Um, so I got recruited at a young age. Uh, I really stood out on the big stage. And my first school to talk to me was South Carolina and then Virginia Tech. And then once their school showed interest, UVA decided to show interest. And they took me on a visit, and I really enjoyed the school and the coaches. And I'd been, I'd known the coach for a while from one of my best friends, whose dad is best friends with Brian O'Connor. And I just known him and known he's a great guy for a while. Sweet. So yeah, kind of piggybacking on that. What was your? What would you say the biggest factors were in deciding UVA? Um, I, great academic school. I mean, if something goes wrong, if I get hurt, I always have a UVA degree. And then their development program. They sent a lot of guys to the MLB, which is something I really enjoyed to look forward to. Did you uh, grow up in Charlottesville? That no, point? I grew up in Orlando, Florida. Okay, and then where yeah, did you move? Both here? my parents went to Virginia Tech. No. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. So, uh, yeah, I moved here about 10 years ago. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so, there's actually an extra year of eligibility for seniors because of the coronavirus pandemic. Do you think that's going to change anything on the UVA baseball roster? That'll affect um, you? I mean, for baseball, they're only guaranteed 12 scholarships per class. So, wow. I don't really think there's going to be a problem with seniors and most of the guys who are good get drafted their junior year so yeah okay. and then just staying in the UVA um, program and how you're gonna fit into it what position do you think you're gonna play there uh, hopefully somewhere in the outfield I mean UVA will put outfielders at infield and switch it around they just recruit athletes who can play anywhere pretty much is that where you play now? You yeah, I play outfield right now. Okay. Yeah, do you, you pitch do you right pit, now? Yeah. Uh, I pitch. I'm a closer, so I'll go in one inning and close the game out. But for will you pitch for Canes? Uh, no. We Just have for Miller. We have a roster of 27. Yeah. <laughs> Is that big for baseball? That's yeah. huge. Nine on the field. That's so many. So we have about 15 or 16 pitchers. Oh my, oh my god! We play. Say like a full bullpen. We'll play two week tournaments and play every day. Play 16 games and not to win pitch a championship. the same pitcher once. Yeah. Is it just like a That's summer? That's crazy. Probably? Yes, it is. Okay. What would you say is your biggest strength um, defensively in baseball or um, hitting offensively? Uh, definitely offensively. Um, yeah, I can hit the ball pretty far. And Do you know what average you hit over the summer? Um, it was around 350 with Sorry, a bunch of RBIs. Like it's out of 1,000. So oh, yeah. 350 is pretty good. You steal bases? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Turn on the Jets. Do <laughs> uh, you have a like, favorite pitch? Is that a weird question for baseball players? Do like, you have a favorite pitch? Like When you see it coming, you're like, oh, I'm smacking it. Usually this. a fastball. Cause Aren't those like, supposed to be really hard? Like straight, no. down, the, yeah. straight down the middle. <laughs> well, the problem is like once you face these guys, these are upper, mid-90s, fastballs with dirty curveball and really good change-ups, that's 
The only pitch you want to hit. Yeah, once it's coming like straight down. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Um, we know that your mom was a D1 tennis player. Did she motivate you, or has she like helped navigate your recruitment? Um, not much. I'd say <laughs> the only thing I got from her was that athleticism. Not, not the <laughs> father. No, not the father. <laughs> no. Cold-blooded. <laughs> so uh, I used to play ice hockey. We were on the same team, and your dad was our coach, actually. Um, when did you decide that you wanted to solely focus on baseball, and why? Um, when I grew up in Florida, my dad kind of only taught me hockey. And if you had told me I was going to play baseball, Division One somewhere, I would have told you you were crazy. <laughs> but my dream was to play NHL hockey and not MLB baseball, but that's changed now. And since moving to Charlottesville, I mean, the hockey was never great. It was way better in Florida. Yeah. And since the rink closed, I was like, all right, kind of have to give up on that and play baseball now. Wow. Do you still have, like, a big passion for hockey? Yeah, I have a huge passion for hockey. Do you like I love it. Baseball? Uh, I enjoy playing it more. Okay. It's wild that, yeah. like, hockey Florida, which is so much more southern than Virginia, has a better, like, hockey scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Orlando, just like a yeah. big city. Yeah, massive Huge city, city, yeah. Like, I bet you, like, New York's bumping. Yeah. Were you, be- you, were you better at that, the baseball? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I've yeah. never continued yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we know it's, obviously, you're committed D1, so I'm guessing you work out pretty regularly and, uh, well, train baseball-wise. Take us through, like, a usual day for you that includes um, training or li- lifting or whatever. So, for Miller, we'll... Get up, go to school, start practice. You stay at, at Miller? Yeah. Or uh, I'm day student, but seems like stay? seems like a border almost. I'll get there about 8.45, go to school, eat lunch, do some homework, got practice at 2.30. I'll usually get there about 1.45, get some swings in, stretch out. And then from 2.30, we're there till 7 p.m. every day. Just working on the same thing. What it's repetitive. During the summer this year, it's a lot. So I'll leave June 8th, and I won't come back till July 25th. Where is it located? Uh, I'll be Hoover, Atlanta, West Palm Beach, Sheesh. Tampa. Just like tournaments back to back. The tournaments back to back. Just taking the bus from each place. <laughs> so it's pretty rides. fun. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah just like hanging with your team the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah that doesn't sound like a good summer. Um, just to close it off, uh, what would you say, I know we already talked about the biggest factors for UVA and you talked about the academics, but what would you say your biggest, like, excitement is for committing to UVA? Um, probably the coaches. I really enjoy them. Like I said before, I was, I've been close with Coach O'Connor for a while. I've just enjoyed watching him coach UVA baseball. Sweet. That's all we got. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. Yeah, thank, thank you for joining you. Having me. Now we're going to talk about March Madness. Everyone loves upsets. Who do you guys see becoming the Cinderella of this year's tournament? I mean, when you think about it historically, for me, my teams wouldn't be considered a Cinderella most years, but this year Syracuse has an 11 seed. And I think it's really like important when you think about the tournament that when you're a team playing for a team that has such historical um, success in the tournament that you want to be like known with those guys that have won the tournament or been to the final fours. And so I think that adds a little extra motivation for teams like Syracuse and I know Duke's not in it this year or Michigan State. So I think with that and um an all time coach in Bayheim who's twenty three and five, um, in the first round, 
Um, and also, his son is insane. Have you been paying attention to him the last four games? Buddy, Buddy Bayheim. Last four games, 25 points per game, 44% from three. Every team that makes a run in the tournament needs that one player that can get you shots and get you points at a high clip. And, you know, in today's basketball, the three-pointers as important as ever, and Buddy can do it. Buddy's that guy. Syracuse is making a run. Love it. Uh, so I got Liberty as my Cinderella team staying in Virginia. Uh, they're a 13 seed, and it, and in 25 of 35 years, uh, at least one 13 seed has beaten a four seed. They're 23 and five, and they've won 12 in a row, so they're really hot right now. Got, they got this player named Darius McGee. McGee, like that. Woodbury yeah. Forest. He's uh he's averaging 3.3 threes per game and almost 16 points. He's a really athletic, really good scorer. Um, and they score almost 75 points a game and shoot nearly 40% from three as a team. So I think that they check a lot of the boxes you need to make a Cinderella run. Uh, I think the only problem is they got Cade Cunningham, Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State in the first round. And obviously that's a huge... Uh, they got a huge barrier they have to get past. But if they come out of that first-round matchup with the win, I could see them making a really deep run. I have UConn as my Cinderella team. Um, I think that they're actually better than their seven seed. Paints them out to be. Um, the majority of their losses this season came without James Booknight. And I think that when he's healthy, and he's healthy right now, UConn can easily be a threat to any team in this tournament. Um, I have UConn beating two-seed Alabama in the round of 32 in my main bracket, and they could realistically make a much deeper run. The four number one seeds are Illinois, Baylor, Michigan, and Gonzaga. What team do you guys see failing first? Yeah, for me, this one's pretty obvious. I think all four one seeds are actually really good. Uh, like, it's a really strong year at the top. Like, there's a bunch of really, really strong uh, basketball teams in the NCAA. Um, but for me, it's obvious when we look at these teams. Michigan, uh, Isaiah Livers is hurt. He's one of their top three scorers. And they had this kind of wonky break in the middle of the season due to COVID. So they've been a little rusty since then. So for me, they're the obvious pick as the weakest one seed. But they're still a really good team. Yeah, I'm the exact same way as Gummy. I think that because their situation injury-wise, um, their senior starter, Isaiah Livers, out indefinitely with a stress injury in his right foot. I just think that out of the one seeds this year, I don't see um, any team that's weaker than Michigan. Yeah, I'm riding that same boat to whereas, like, I think all four one seeds are going to make it past the first weekend this year. I don't really see any losing to, obviously, the 16 or any 8 or 9. But if I were to choose one going out early this weekend, I think I would have to go with Baylor because I really do like that UNC team at 8. I think they were they They're were not going to beat Wisconsin. They're going to smack Wisconsin into the next universe. But... <laughs> Um, I, they, they lost a lot of games early and they struggled throughout the beginning and middle of the year, but they showed a lot of promise at the end of the year. Um, and they have a lot of size, which is something Baylor really doesn't have. Their center's 6'8". Um, and it, it's just like a game, when it comes down to rebounding, it, that's one of the major stats in a game. And if you can out-rebound a team, you can definitely get more buckets, more second-chance points, and... We've seen Baylor fall this year. When at the beginning or like towards the end before they had their first loss, I thought Baylor was a lock to win it all because of the way Butler and um, what's his name Mitchell um, were playing. But I, again, I really don't see any of the ones who's losing this weekend. But maybe Baylor, if I had to pick. Yeah, 
The Belmont Bruins had an excellent season going 26-4 and they won the Ohio Valley in regular season. Did they deserve to be in the tournament and if so, who should have they replaced? I mean, yes, when you look at it, they're 26-4. and four. They won 30 straight games in their conference. I get it's a weak conference and they did have a weak out-of-conference schedule, but still, like you have to respect that 21-game win streak this year. And I think they're able to beat a team like VCU. And when you're talking about who should they replace, it's Maryland. Maryland went 9-11 in their conference. They don't really have that star power, star player. And the only really solid wins were against uh, the 20th ranked Purdue team, Wisconsin when they were just began to start struggling, and the beginning before that Illinois team really got rocking at the end of the year. And also coming uh, towards the end of the year, they uh, lost three out of their last four, only beating Michigan State in the conference tournament and got smacked by Michigan, didn't even give them like any kind of competition. I just, I don't like Maryland there. They, they have too many losses to be able to go in there. I get they're a Big Ten team, but I, I just don't. Yeah, I'm going to just take the opposite side. I think the argument for Maryland is like they're in the Big Ten, which is so strong this year. They're in a Power Five conference. Like, in Belmont, like with Belmont, you look at their record and all those stats, and it seems, it seems super impressive, but then they lost to Moorhead State and their tournament championship. So it's like if they really deserve to be a... Ch- they lost by 15, too, so it's not like it was an especially close game. So you think, like, if they really deserve to be a tournament team, they would have beat Moorhead State. I mean, yeah, I, I get that, but still you have to credit that regular season, like, excellence. Like, the, to be, like think about how hard it is to be able to win 21 yeah, but, straight. But it was... Ex- like, how consistent you have to be. And if you're consistent like that, you can show to be able to... Yeah, but it was excellence against really weak competition. I mean, yeah, I get that, but still, like, I don't know. I'd rather have excellent, like, that kind of excellence against weak competition than having 9-11 in the Big Ten. Losing to Northwestern. Like, I just, I don't see, I, I don't know. I just, I think the, the committee's just a little too high on those Power Five conferences, and I'd like to see some Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, I'd like to see more, like, lesser-known teams, too. It's yeah. just not the way, like, the selection process works. Yeah, I, I get it. Who's are only able to bring players that test negative for the virus seven days in a row? And there was a positive test that occurred last Friday. So it's safe to assume at least one member will be missing. What are your thoughts on the situation and how do you see the game playing out? Uh, I actually have Ohio beating UVA in the round of 64 in my main bracket. UVA typically struggles with defensive pressure. And if Ohio can step up defensively, I think that the Hoos could actually fall to this 13 seed. I believe that this issue will become especially prevalent with the lack of practice due to coronavirus um, issues and their situation there. Um, obviously I would like UVA to make a deep run in this tournament, but I don't think it's as realistic as some people would hope. Yeah, I disagree there just, like, a, a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't think UVA is going to have a problem with Ohio just because of how bad Ohio is defensively. Um, they're 175th in the nation when it comes to f- defensive efficiency around the 175th. Um... And UVA has proven to be a top offensive efficient team this year. They have low possession rates, but they get it done when, uh, with those possessions. Um, so I see them winning by a comfortable margin if they're able to play their usual defense. Um, and unless Hauser, Huff, or Clark are out, I really don't see a problem. Oh, I'm kind of in the middle of it. Like As a UVA fan, it's nerve-wracking because they're coming off this COVID break. Uh, they haven't really been playing that great. Like... We have, UVA hasn't looked that impressive in a while. They looked impressive in the middle of the season. On the yeah, in the middle of the season. We're not in the middle of the season. Yeah, but they can get back. We're, in, the we're in March. Like the season is. We are also the end of the season is. We're also forgetting. We're also yeah. forgetting who's coaching UVA. Um, they, like Ohio is a good team. They got this player named Jason Preston who's really good, 
And they they took Illinois to the wire. They only lost by two. Yeah, that was before. So they can hang with Illinois anybody. Came out of the. That's before. Yeah, and uh, you're at, That's you're before Dasamanu put on the back game. classes. Yeah, when Dasamanu put and on then the back you're like, classes, it was. You can't rats. use that logic and be like, but in the middle of the season, UVA looked really good. Yeah. And they're like, the that was before Ohio looked good, man. Chill. Like, <laughs> if it's using logic for my, uh, for my side, it works. I mean, I think UVA will win. It's just a nerve-wracking matchup. That's my shape. For sure. I mean, yeah, I would be slightly worried, but... Who do y'all have making the Final Four? Um, I have Illinois, Alabama, Gonzaga, and Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech Baylor is going to... I see that matching up in Elite Eight. Um, I really like Matt McClung. Texas Tech has a great supporting cast. They're not going to be able to beat Illinois. I think Illinois wins it all. Um, I'm really riding Illinois. I like their swag. I like the way they play. <laughs> Um, their duo is the best in the nation. I don't care about Jalen Suggs and uh, Kispert or Timmy. The, no, that's not They're it. They're going to be natty champs because they have swag. They have You're swag. Right? They got their you swag. Got, they have swag. <laughs> they teams, got juice. Teams play with swag. <laughs> you need swag. Win. They, the teams that think they're going to win, win. Sorry, the I team. know Dylan tried to derail the show, but we're back. I'm not derailing. Um, so I think it's going to be a really chalky year because there's no fans. For sure. So I just see like the, there are no crazy upsets. Uh, the atmosphere isn't going to be there. So just like the better team wins. I'm sure there'll still be some crazy stuff, but not as much as usual. So I just got Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, and Illinois. I think Texas, Illinois is the final. Texas. Uh, yeah, like I really Texas like them. To beat. And then I think Illinois wins it all. Andrew Jones is a great story. I love him. Yeah. Uh, my final four, I, got, I have Gonzaga versus Florida State, and then Ohio State versus Illinois, and then a super boring championship, Gonzaga versus Illinois, Gonzaga winning. Um, now we're going to go over to some NFL news. The Patriots have made a big splash in free agency, recently buffing their wide receiver, tight end, and linebacker. Um, do you guys believe that the Pats can get back into the playoffs this year? Oh, I mean, I think it's definitely possible, but, like, what are they doing? Like, I don't, like, some of their free agency signings just don't make any sense to me. I love their free agency signing. No, no. You got two really good tight ends for, like, the tight end set, which is cool. But then they sign these wide receivers that run deep routes, and Cam Newton can't even throw a ball 25 yards. So it's like, I don't understand what they're doing. Like, Bourne, the wide receiver, they could have gotten way better value in the draft, way cheaper. Um, so, I mean, it's it's interesting, like, because Bill Belichick never spends money, so it's cool to see him, like, spend money and, I guess, go get the guys he wants. And, sure, they were 7-9 and nine last year with a really bad roster. So do I think they'll make the playoffs? I think they'll definitely be competing for the playoffs. I just question how much they're paying some of these signings. Yeah, Patriots will be competing for a wild card spot. They're not going to be winning the AFC East, obviously, because, um, I mean, oh, there's, somebody there's, there's better teams. There's better teams in that division. I don't like the, I mean, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Like, I, I don't know, I, I, two two tight end sets. I, I mean, I kind of like it sometimes. I feel like they overpaid some of these players. They paid Matthew Judon like over ten yeah, million a much. year. Um, and I, I don't even like his presence in the locker room. He wasn't uh, that nice in Baltimore. I, a lot of players didn't like him. Um, but I like Kendrick Bourne. I think he's really slept on. And, uh, I mean, yeah. Well, obviously, with Bill Belichick coaching, they'll always have a chance at making the playoffs. We'll just have to see if these players were really worth the price. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm completely with you all there. It's, I think it's a Bill Belichick show. I mean... We saw Tom Brady do it last year. Who knows about this year? The, the guy is a football genius. Uh, he, we don't know a quarter of, or a tenth of what he knows about football. 
But I think the tight end set is really smart too because you get an athletic guy. You get Johnny Smith. Um, here you can split out wide. Um, he can almost move, not like quite like a receiver, but he does have that athleticism on him that's burst away. Um, and then also you grab Henry, he's just a solid tight end. And I think you with Cam, like Gummy said, he's not very accurate of a guy. So I think going out and getting these big guys who are have a nice wide area to target helps Cam be more efficient and more accurate. Um, but just to piggyback on Cam there, he played really well at the beginning of the season. I remember at the beginning of the season, we all thought the Patriots were going to be like a playoff contender. Um, they started up super hot. Cam got COVID. It just kind of all went down there, downhill from there. He got injured. I just feel like the whole chemistry was off there. But I think once they get a real offseason in and Belichick's really able to like get in Cam, and I think if Belichick doesn't see what he wants out of Cam in training camp, he's going to go get someone else or even you know start stid him. Um, they could draft someone too. Yeah, could you, draft do you guys someone. think yeah. Cam's starting? I think he's starting for now, unless they draft someone. I, I mean, it's one year for you got to start Cam. It's Cam. Yeah, he has experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like what he's doing. Um, it is fun to see Bill finally go out there and get like some sort of big names, just because usually see him grabbing some dudes off the middle of the street and turning them into superstars. But we'll see what happens. Okay. How will y'all remember Drew Brees' legacy, and what do you think the Saints are gonna do at QB next year? I mean, when I think about Drew Brees, I just I honestly think about the Saints. Like, I, for at least for my timeline, like, all I can remember is Drew Brees. And, like, one thing that comes to mind with him is consistency. Um, the Saints never really had a year where I, like, where they thought they were going to be bad or were bad. They were always in the hunt for the playoffs or at least looked like a team that could challenge most teams. And I think that's, again, like, to Drew's credit. Um, it's going to... I'm not going to steal this take, but I saw something that was interesting on ESPN that they were saying um, it's going to really like put into um, the spotlight now how um, Sean Payton's able to coach quarterbacks because, again, he's been kind of labeled as the guy who's like, somewhat of a quarterback whisperer, but like Pet Belichick was with Tom Brady because he was so successful. But we'll see what he can do with next year. In my opinion, I think you go get Jameis. Um, I, I don't see Taysom as a as a quarterback. I love Taysom as a player. Love him as a gadget player. You could put you could give him more reps as a gadget player. I wouldn't be offended by that. But I really do think you play. Um, go give Jameis a shot because he he's showing he has that skill. He has the ability to be a superstar. He just needs to cut down on mistakes. And if Sean Payton can figure figure out a way for him to be able to do that, then I think he could be really successful. And I'm gonna give this hot take right here right now. If Jameis Winston. Gets signed by the New Orleans Saints. He already did. He did. No, yeah, he did? Yeah. Only get signed. <laughs> like yesterday. Great hot take, uh, I missed it. All right, he's already signed by New Orleans Saints. He will be, if he is starting, a top five quarterback statistically next year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Drew Brees, obviously, first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, there's no question. But um, as, as far as what the Saints should do at quarterback next year, I agree with Dylan. I think that they should start uh, Jameis Winston over Taysom Hill. Um, Jameis Winston led the league in passing yards in 2019 uh, when he was quarterback at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He also did lead the league in interceptions, but um, I think that if if he can develop further with the Saints organization, I mean, Michael Thomas... He was injured this year. A lot of people didn't like him, but he, he when he's healthy, it's there's no question he's a top five wide receiver. And Shut if Jameis Winston can click in this in, uh, in this New Orleans team, I think that 
the Saints could um, be dangerous. Yeah, the Saints could be dangerous with Jameis Winston at the helm. Yeah, but also and and also I'd like to add on to that, like Jameis never had a running game when he was in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now Alvin Kamara. Now he has Kamara like attracting with a with a good O line and filling most of the box most of the time. So we'll have a lot more room to work with. Yeah, I mean I'm a Panthers fan, so when I look back on Drew Brees, I'm not like really a huge fan of him because he always beat us. But I think that like says something about him. He's obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Um, like statistically, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He just didn't have... Couldn't win. Yeah, he just couldn't win. He got really unlucky in the playoffs. So that's not his fault. But obviously, like, one of the greatest of all time. Uh, And then I think the Saints are probably going to regress for a few years. They've cut an absurd amount of players. Uh, They're going to, like, continue to have cap trouble. They've gotten out of a lot of it already. Because we're seeing this voidable years thing, which is kind of cheese. But a lot of teams are using it. Um, So they've gotten out of a lot of their cap trouble already. But they've cut a lot of players. Lost a lot of players in free agency. So I think they'll definitely take a few years like on the back burner, not be as competitive, but Sean Payton will figure it out. And then, yeah, I'd ride with Jameis too because uh, it's like your best option for now. Yeah, I just I, I could never see the Saints being a type of team that's, you know, like the Lions or something. Like that's just ever, I don't think they'll ever get to like that kind of bad. I think they'll, I mean, 17-game season, so I think it'd be like 6-11. and 11. I, I think they go like 9-8. Yeah. and eight. And our, I mean, di- I, their, our division is yeah, really nine, competitive. Eight. That's Panth- true. Panthers yeah. are trending up. Falcons are going to be terrible. Buccaneers. Buccaneers are going to probably be favored again. So. Yeah. Uh, thank you. All right, well, that's all we have for today. Um, big shout out to Nathan Fink for joining us. And if you haven't yet, make sure you join our bracket through ESPN. The details for it are on our Instagram account at sideline.chatter. Join the bracket challenge. Link in bio. Link is it's in the bio. It's only a $3 button. Up next. Up next. Yo, let me do my fucking take. Um, <laughs> golf team got swag. <laughs> yeah, go swaggy as fuck. I said, oh, you gotta get a rebound. <laughs> <laughs> Just say.